Adjunct Students of the BM Podcast. The podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and welcome back to another episode. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The love of Jesus all around. Search party over souls been found. Paid my ransom, no more bound. Kingdom citizens, welcome back to another episode. How are you all doing? I am glad to be before you guys or in your ears again yet for another week. I get it, okay? I appreciate the demand that I feel like that there is when it comes to the episodes and I truly appreciate the accountability. I know that I get in my head a lot sometimes when it comes to the quality of episodes that I release. And so I definitely appreciate the feedback, 100%. I 100% appreciate the feedback. I had something to say, actually. Yes, I'm excited to share. Sorry if I was loud in your ear just now. I'm excited to share that I will be having reflections, a conversation with friends happening in July. So be on the lookout for that. And if you are new to the podcast and you are unaware or you do not understand or are privy to that. Basically, in Reflections, A Conversation with Friends is a series that I do on the podcast where I invite friends with a Z, okay, like millennials, to come on the podcast and have a conversation with me about various topics. I am always excited to have this series and these conversations because I get to converse with someone else, you know? Typically, I'm the one who's on the mic and I'm the voice that you hear. But with other people, it's just so much more exciting because I get to hear their ideas, their thoughts. We get to know like their backgrounds and experiences and, you know, their ideologies and philosophies on life and you know, the church and things of that sort. Also, we always get to share a good laugh. And so I just love laughing. And so I'm excited for the laughs that are going to take place and that are going to be shared with those episodes. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys now because, you know, y'all are kingdom citizens. And obviously, if you guys listen to the podcast, then you should know a little bit more information than regular people, okay? I'm going to do a live recording in August. I'm not sure the date yet, but we will have a holy but horny part two conversation. So if you were present in, what was that, 2020? We had a reflections conversation and the title was holy but horny and we went there. I mean, not like that, not explicitly, but I think the title was more explicit than the content. The content was very much useful and beneficial. And I got so many positive feedback on that episode. And so why not come back with a part two? So I am excited for not only my co-host for that episode, but I am excited for the friends that will come on and share and really just, you know, provide insight on their lives, their relationships, and give their input on the topic of 
holy but horny, okay? So I'm excited for that one, for 100%. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm excited for the series in general. I'm excited for the friends that I will have on this season. It is going to be the month of July, and we'll have a special live session in August, okay? So you can find that on Facebook and YouTube. So if you're not following the YouTube channel, I advise that you follow the YouTube channel so that way you are alerted when a new video is posted and when we go live. And then also on Facebook, if you're not on YouTube, you know, follow the Being One podcast page on Facebook because we do go live on there. We will be going live on there. I realized that, you know, I come on the podcast and it's very rare that I share about myself or I share about what I am currently going through or what is currently happening in my life. Like I'll talk to people and I'm like, man, that's true. I really didn't share that on the podcast, huh? And so just to kind of update you guys on where I am right now, I have just finished my second year in law school. Um, yeah, I know, praise God. And I'm so grateful for where I am. Like I I talk to my friends and I'm like, man, I just look out the window sometimes and I'm just in awe of God's goodness. I'm just so grateful for where I presently am. Like I am not making this up. Like I'm not out here trying to fake it till I make it. Like genuinely grateful, like genuinely grateful. If you know me and y'all listen to the podcast, you know Samantha likes to learn. Like I like to learn. I like to know things like I and I think it's because I just want to share my knowledge and be able to help someone else. So if I know something, even if it's not really applicable to my life, someone who I'm going to encounter is going to need that information. And so I rather learn it now and be of assistance to someone else than to just not learn it and then not be able to help somebody that comes my way, you know? So anyways, I'm very big on learning. I love to learn. And so I was listening to this interview and there was a man, um, I forgot his name. He's, um, he's Jewish. And he was talking about how money is spiritual. I love the definition that he gave, but basically he was saying how the way we can test whether something is spiritual is if that thing can be tested in a laboratory, right? So can it be quantified? Can it be qualified in a laboratory, basically? Can it be tested in a laboratory? And so the reason why I brought that forth is because I can't put grateful in a box and give it to you and say, like, here, grateful. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that is not physical. Like, your gratefulness, like, I can't physically see that, right? Like, I can express it. I can say thank you. But even if I were to verbalize something, doesn't mean that, that that's necessarily in my heart, right? So in theory, you know, when someone says thank you or they do certain things, like, you would expect that that's how they truly feel. They're grateful, but people will say thank you all the time and they're not truly grateful, right? They may say, yeah, I'm grateful for my dad, my mom, this, 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 because it is what is expected of them, but they're not truly grateful. Like when you're grateful, the way you live your life will very much speak for how grateful you are, right? And so that's kind of a way that we can test someone's gratefulness, right? But me saying I'm grateful, like, you kind of have to take my word for it, right? <laughs> but it's, like, it's spiritual. The same thing goes for, like, joy or for peace, where I'm, like, yo, like, I am so much at peace. I have so much joy in my life, in my heart. But these things cannot be 
they're not physical. Like, I can't see Joy walking in the street. Like, you know, obviously people's names can be Joy, but you know what I mean. Like, peace is not just walking in the street or peace is not on the shelves in the stores where I can, you know, put a value to it and, and buy it and take it home and now it's mine. No, it's it's spiritual things. It's things that you cannot see, but yet people can say, I possess this thing. I am at peace. I do have joy. These are spiritual things. They can't be tested in the laboratory. And so, I don't know, I just wanted to share that. Like, there are so many things that we don't realize that we say in faith because again, it's not something that we see, but yet even though we don't see it, we still claim this is what we have, right? And so I just want to speak to those who are questioning even their faith or wondering like, yo, like, should I move out on faith? And should I do this in faith? Like, you got to understand that as people of God, as kingdom citizens, the way we live our lives, okay, it, it, we live our life in faith. And so we shouldn't remove ourselves from that and then choose when we're going to move out on faith, if that makes sense. Like, the way you live your life, you live a life in faith. It says in the Bible that the just shall live by faith. And so we live by faith. Faith is what we do. Faith is who we are, right? But anyways, there's just so many things that are just spiritual that we say that we possess. And so anyways, I just wanted to share that point that spiritual things are things that are not tested in the laboratory. Um, just, just to throw that out there to you guys. What I wanted to come on here and talk about, we can get so used to an idea of who we are or of who we were, we can get so used and so comfortable with a certain ideology, a certain perspective, a certain opinion, and fail to evolve or fail to be transformed, okay? So in Romans 12, verse 2, and it states, and I'm paraphrasing it, that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so in order to be transformed, your mind must be renewed, okay? And so when I say that we get so used to an idea, we get so used to an opinion or a certain perspective that we fail to evolve or be transformed is, for example, I'm going to speak about myself. I remember like recently, it had to have been like 2018, I think, 2018, 2019, really, and I started hearing people categorize me or people would state that, oh, like, Samantha, you're so extroverted, right? And I'm like, Samantha? But it's because I was so used to being in the background and they used to say that I was introverted. And I, I took on this identity as, or this idea, I, I accepted this idea that I was introverted. And so when 2019 and 2020 and things of that sort and people are calling me extroverted, I'm like, well, that's not consistent with the idea that I'm introverted. Or when people say like, oh, you're always out, you're always outside. I'm like, I'm a homebody. Like that's, that's, that's what people have always said I was. I'm a homebody. And so when people would say things contrary to the ideas that I believe, I would kind of get defensive about it because I'm just like, no, that's not who I am. Like, I'm not um, extroverted. I'm introverted. Like, I'm not always outside. I'm such a homebody. Like, I stay inside of my house. Like, what are you talking about? Right? And and it was funny because I was having a conversation with my friend and she was like, no, you are always outside, stuff like that. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, what you mean? Like, what, what does outside even mean? Like, I'm always at my house, right? And then she's like... 
I literally see you always posting like you're somewhere. And I'm like, what? So now in my mind, I'm like, well, am I really out here fooling people? Because I'm very much confused, right? Again, I was speaking from the perspective of the ideas that I believe that I'm introverted. I'm a homebody. Samantha don't go out. You know, um, I have limited friends, et cetera, et cetera. And so I just really, my mind couldn't grasp what they were saying. And recently God basically was telling me or helping me, you need to let go of who you thought you were, what people told you you were, you know, how you believed yourself to be because that is not who you currently are. So what's going to happen is that there's going to be strife between who you were and who you currently are. And people are going to look at you crazy when you keep telling them something that they don't see currently, if that makes sense. Because then you are, because y'all, I literally was just like, I must be out here fooling people. Like I must stop posting because people think I'm something that I'm not, right? Like I really was convincing myself, like people really are out here expecting me to be something that I'm like people think I'm something that I'm not like I'm not this person that they think I am when in reality I am exactly that not to the T I'm not sure what everybody thinks that I am but when it comes to you know me being like a people person and one who makes people feel welcomed and I can you know talk to people and you know I can be in people's faces and I can be behind in front of the camera and things like that like this is who I am I wasn't like that before but I'm like that now and so God was basically saying that you know when you find your identity in him you are no longer who you were right it says that we become a new creature in Christ and so what people thought we were who they used to say that we were, right? That was who you were when you didn't know who you were, right? <laughs> like, this is how you came off when you didn't even know who you were. Like, yeah, I took that shy girl position and I took that quiet girl position and I, you know, was the girl who was behind the scenes and not saying that's a bad position to be in if that's genuinely who you are, but I put myself there because I didn't know who Samantha really was. I didn't know that I had a voice. I didn't know that I could speak and God could use me I didn't know that that was possible for me. And so I took on the positions that I felt that was comfortable at the time. And when I, you know, really got into Christ and I started walking in the identity that he has set for me from the beginning of time, right? Obviously it's a journey, so I'm not like fully there, but you know, I'm walking in that. I realized that, man, like I have all these things that were in me that I didn't even know. And so I say all this to say that maybe you think or you have accepted the idea that you're a mean person and people are telling you you're nice and you're like, what? I'm not a nice person. And so you feel like you have to be defensive. Like, I'm not nice. I'm not nice. And so you feel like you got to prove that you're not nice. And it's like, it's not even something to not be. Like, being nice is a good thing, right? Like, being kind is a good thing. But because you've accepted the idea and believed the idea that you were not nice, this is what you have identified yourself with. And so what God was saying is that when you have accepted a certain idea or believed a certain idea, what happened is that you have attached your identity to that thing, right? And so now when people are saying something contrary to what you identify as, you feel like your identity is being challenged. Someone is coming against your identity. And it's like, well, if I am not that person who I thought I was or how people always said I was, then who the heck am I, right? And so we hold on so tightly to what we know. We hold on so tightly to some 
sort of identity of ourselves. And it's like, no, that's not who you are. You can cling to this new identity, which is the identity in Christ, right? And so this is how we truly become transformed. This is how we will truly evolve is when we like let go of the ideas that we knew, even if it was yesterday. Like I could have said, yeah, I was introverted yesterday, but today I'm extroverted. And I will let my hand go to that introvertedness and say today I'm extroverted and I'm moving forward as this thing. You know what I mean? So what you knew yourself to be, if you had a certain opinion on a topic and now you have a different heart, you have a change of heart about it, do not feel like you need to be consistent, right? When you are walking in Christ, your opinions of things are going to change. It should. Your ideas of things are going to change. It should. Your philosophies are going to change. It should. Your mindset is going to change. It should. Your identity is going to change. It should. Like these are things that should happen. Do not feel like you have to be a ride or die to these ideas, a ride or die to these philosophies, a ride or die to these identities. No. As you walk in Christ, things that you used to truly believe was the truth right? May not be that for you. And that is okay. Because sometimes it's like, well, if that's not me, then who the heck am I? No, you know who you are. You are a child of God. You are a kingdom citizen. And I share that because that was really my reality. I was like, well, am I living a lie? Like y'all, I really thought I was living a lie because I'm just like, this don't make no sense. Like I'm introverted. I'm, I'm a homebody. Why they keep telling me I'm not <laughs> like, then I felt like I had to prove that. Like I was like, I'm not gonna post no more on social media. Cause people think that they know me. They don't know me. Like I'm not that person. And it's like, Samantha, you really are like, it's just, this is who you are now. Um, and so now I'm just embracing that. Like, this is who you are. I'm a speaker. This is who I am. And so whatever that may be for you, if you are an artist, if you are a singer, if you are a dancer, you dance. And but you never seen yourself to be like the dancer, right? But people are complimenting you on your dance moves. They're saying you are a choreographer. And people are saying, like, man, you have, you know, certain dance moves, like that, like that's you. Like you're you can teach other people. And you're like, no, I, I usually just come to the classes and I just learn a few things and and that's who I am. Like that's 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 what I've always known myself to be like. No, like they're say they're seeing something in you like maybe that's who you were but that's not who you are now like you are a choreographer right you can instruct other people and so embrace that identity right and move in that and so I just don't want us to miss out on what God truly wants for us in this season of our lives be firm in the fact that you have an identity and your identity is in Christ, right? Everything else that you may identify as a, a teacher, a lawyer, a doctor, yada, yada, yada. These are just added things, right? Like these are added things. But at the, at the core, at the foundation, you are rooted in Christ. And so if something has to be let go, right? If Because if, in one season, I was a teacher, right? I was, you know, physically in the classroom teaching students. That was a season of my life. And I was like, yeah, I would introduce myself like, I'm, yeah, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I teach sixth grade. Like, that's who, I, that's who I identified as, right? But when I had to let that go, it didn't leave me with no identity, right? I, I wasn't out here having an identity crisis because I didn't know who I was. That was not the case because I knew who I was. I was a child of God. 
I am a kingdom citizen, right? I am rooted in Christ. That's where my identity comes from. Let's really be who all God has called us to be and let's just let's just do it unapologetically. Like I'm tired of trying to downplay myself because I think that's that's what I should do. Like because I think that's what that makes me humble. Like girl, what? I know it's silly, but and maybe it's not. Maybe you also agree. Like maybe that's you as well. Like you downplay yourself because you feel like that's how you humble yourself. No, you don't have to downplay yourself to be humble. Humility is also, I think it's a spiritual thing as well. Like obviously there's ways that you can see someone's humbleness, but it's also, I think, a spiritual thing where it's like not something that you can necessarily put in a laboratory. Like how can you really test humility? Like in the lab, it's definitely a heart posture. And I think that heart posture is like, I know that, I'm submitted to Jesus and I'm never above him, but I can move in him and I can move confidently in him and I can do the things that he has told me to do in confidence. I can speak and say, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like there's a way that I can live my life that I exalt his name. He gets the glory, but yet I can still do things and I can do it in boldness and with confidence, right? I don't have to sit here and downplay myself like society will have you to believe certain things that are not necessarily true in regards to the humility aspect. When you have taken that position and you know, like, I am nobody without Jesus and I've decided that he's getting the glory out of my life, I can do things and I can be Samantha and I can fully be Samantha. And even in my weakness, I say that, Lord, I say I am strong because you are made strong in my weaknesses. And so even in that, I can go and I can do things boldly and confidently because of that. I don't need to listen to society that says that, oh, if you post your new car, you're out here flaunting and you're not being humble. Oh, if you accept your award, you're not being humble. Like, you know what I mean? Y'all get what I'm saying? Like, it's just all these extra added things that you feel like you got to comply with in order to come off as though you're humble. Like, no. I'm going to do what the Bible says, right? And the Bible is very clear when it comes to the, the humility aspect. And these things we can do. We don't need the extra added stuff. And even the, in the Bible, when it talks about humility, we got to understand it in the context in which it is to be applied, right? It's not in all contexts. There's certain contexts and there's in certain advice that we get from the Bible. But that's a whole nother podcast episode. I'm not going to exhaust this one. But I just want to just say that because we can put on this thing that we feel like we have to do in order to to be this thing. And that's not the case. Like, I hope that makes sense. And I just came on here to talk, really, and to share that with you guys. Um, hope it blessed you. Y'all know I love you, but Jesus loves you so, 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 so much. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. I'm going to rock with him till the wheels fall off. He keep me on point so I won't fall off. I got the Holy Ghost, can't get caught. He make me priceless, can't be bought. All things work together, God's plan.